How are you? Oh my goodness. I okay, I need to do a general apology to everyone as to why we are a few days late. <laughs> Entirely my fault. We gave me an extension because <laughs> I had a massive, very scary paper due. And so I was dedicating all of my time to that. So that is how, what I've been up to. And that is why we are late. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> You know, schoolwork always comes first, so you get a free pass. Exactly. We're setting a good example. Yes. (laughs) How are you? Um, I'm exhausted, which is a little ridiculous, I must say, because I'm on the first of two days that we have off for our, quote, spring break. Um, So Mm -hmm. I've done nothing today. I went out, I got my COVID test, got some Starbucks went did a little grocery shopping i haven't actually done anything that's exhausting so i have no reasonable excuse as to why i should be tired you know i'm very proud of you for doing nothing today everyone needs a nothing day and i'm in desperate need of one right now can i just explain to you my our quote-unquote wellness day that we have in place of spring break took place last tuesday And Tuesday is my one day of the week where I have no classes. Oh, no. I know. It was horrible. So, but, but I do have another wellness day coming up in a few days or weeks. And that's going to be on a Wednesday, which is the day where I have my most classes or most of my classes. So there we go. Catherine is yawning right now. I'm so sorry. I'm trying not to yawn. Um, that's good though. Our wellness day is the one thing that I really appreciate. <laughs> um, <laughs> the one thing that I really appreciated about our wellness days this week is that we got an email from VP Lombardi, who like runs all the student stuff. I'm not quite sure what his job is to be exact, but he sent an email saying like, you can't have work due on Thursday, which is the day after our wellness days end, so that people aren't working over their wellness days. And so they're really trying to enforce it for students and faculty, just like do something not school related. And it worked out perfectly because the weather's warm this week. So I went Yay. out in just a shirt today, no coat, no puffy winter jacket. And it was so wow. nice. Wait, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so funny because didn't I just tell you yesterday that it was sunny and 70 here all week and you were telling me how cold and dreary it is? I'm happy that you got a nice day. It wasn't 70 degrees though. It was like 48. (laughs) I I walked out of my house today and stared up at the sun and it was a very glorious moment of, wow, I really... This is why I like North Carolina. I'm reminded. <laughs> I know. That's why I like North Carolina because it's nice weather in the winter when it's cold here. And yet have I'm been, here. Have you been to North Carolina? Or for no? college tours. I for was co- in right. North oh my gosh. I forgot. We, wait, we were in North Carolina together for college tours. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I completely forgot about that. But, um, Okay, awesome. Well, today we are going to basically just answer questions because we did not do that in past episodes. So we're going back to our questions that have been asked of us. 
And should we start with our first question? Yes, we shall. What is okay. our first question for today? So today, our first question is, how can I adopt study skills that would translate well to college academics? So I'm assuming this is asked by a high school student. I think that's a really good question because there's such a big transition into college academics that I didn't really think about beforehand. Like I was so used Mm -hmm. to having physics homework assigned on Monday, due on Tuesday or Wednesday, but it's not like that in college. You have like for me, I'll have like a math problem set due every week on Tuesday, but in my not like super STEM classes, it's a lot more like long-term projects that you're working on and it's not like every day you have something due. So you have to be really good about managing your time and not leaving a whole paper to the last day, which (laughs) I have done before and it's not fun. You don't want to be that person. Never fun. No, I agree. I think at least in the sense with uh, humanities, you have a lot of, so I'll just put it this way. In high school, you would have your assignments and things would be due before every class period. But in college, things move a lot more quickly. So whereas I might have spent a month reading Pride and Prejudice in high school, I spent, I think, a total of four class periods going through Pride and Prejudice. So there's things move a lot more quickly, which means there's larger chunks of reading to get through or just longer lectures that are outside of class that you have to do so then because there's more stuff happening more quickly you have to kind of be on the ball all the time about when you're getting things done and i was actually talking to a friend about this last week i think a good way to go about it is instead of maybe the way do you did it in high school was doing things kind of just at a normal pace before every class period, what helps me a lot and what helped my friend is taking a day out of the week where you're just doing all of the reading for the week or maybe two days where you just get all of the reading done and then the rest of your time you're spending on big assignments. So kind of dividing the time between big assignments and things that you're just gonna have to do for every class period. So for example, this week, today was my day and tomorrow where I'm getting through all of my reading for the week I'm halfway through and then the rest of the week I'm going to be doing all of my big assignments editing my papers that need to be turned in by Friday or Monday of next week I think that's really good advice I think what I do for like my gov class it only meets once a week so that changes up my schedule a little bit but I always try to have all of the reading done for our Friday lecture before Wednesday. And then we have to, or like the writing assignment or writing aspect of our grade is doing a summary of the readings. And then we talk about those summaries in class. So I'll work on my summary Wednesday and Thursday and then have it turned in by Thursday night for our Friday lecture. But I never want to get to Thursday without having finished the readings because when you have a lot of reading, you can't do it all like at once in one sitting because that's a lot of reading. At least for me, I can't sit down and just like read a whole bunch all at once. I need to like break out the different articles at different times. Right. I completely agree. I think also a, another good rule of thumb is 
in high school, you probably have assignments that are going to look very similar. So maybe you'll have 10 problem sets per every math class. In college, just really whack stuff will come out of the woodworks that you're not expecting. Like maybe one of those problems has 10 different parts and your professor didn't warn you, or maybe a chapter is going to be really difficult or you have to watch a movie and they didn't explain. A lot of times things will just show up on the syllabus that are not what is the normal pattern. So I always try to be sure that I've fully completed all of the homework for a class a day early, kind of like you're saying, but that gives you the extra day to kind of use as wiggle room if you didn't see something beforehand that was going to be a little different and take a little more time. I completely agree. And the stuff about the like the wacky assignments coming out at completely yeah. random times, <laughs> I completely agree. Or for me with math, so we have wellness days this week, but they decided to give us a longer problem set even though it was due a day earlier. why someone explain to me how that makes sense because it doesn't to me (laughs) see there you go i had what was it i had a video that i had to watch last week and i just was not i could have totally watched it the night before and i didn't have time i mean and i didn't know it was there so i didn't do it and then i did it right before class and i was watching it on two times speed because (laughs) I didn't notice it. So that is why I say now, make sure that you do things early. Um, that was my one mistake last week. But normally I'm better about things like that. But we got through. Do things early and then like physically check them off. Like if you have a spot where like it has your homework or like your problems, cross them all off. And then if you see something not crossed off, you're like, oh, wait, I haven't finished it. I always write, I copy over the math problems from our syllabus to the top of my notebook page um, when I start doing them. And then once I finish one, I cross it off. So I never get to a point where I like have missed a problem before I turned it in. Because that is the most stressful yeah. part when you're cramming in something right before it's due. I think just in general, two things and one of these things I'm going to start doing more because I can foresee this being good are um, the first is... In high school, your teachers will take time at the end of class or during class to say, okay, let's talk through the homework assignment so that you know where to find everything and what's going to be expected of you and how you will be graded. They they go through things a lot more. In college, it's very much, okay, we're teaching the class, have a great week or day until next class, whatever it is, and they don't fully explain everything to you often what will happen this happened to me a lot freshman year is you struggle to find the link for the homework or you don't know for some reason the page numbers look odd and you're having trouble finding it in the textbook things like that happen your professors are not explaining you know all of the steps to you as they were in high school so this brings me to point number two which i'm probably going to start doing is it would be helpful to, no, I'm going to start doing this. It would be helpful to, let's say on Sunday night, go on the portals for all of your homework assignments for each class and just read through it and skim through it so you know, A, what is asked of you and B, where to find things. And if you have any questions, you have either wiggle room to email the professor, talk to another friend in the class, but you're not night before or last minute struggling or something pops up that you didn't realize was going to be there. 
I think that also just points to like a larger piece of advice. Like always make sure you try to make friends in your classes. So you always have someone to go to when like if you don't know, like I was talking with my friend yesterday and she apparently like always has a quiz on Tuesdays. And then this week lecture wasn't ended early to do the quiz during, during class if you wanted to. And no one talked about it and it wasn't posted. And like she doesn't really know anyone because it's an asynchronous class and like they never ever meet. So is she going to be that person that emails the teacher asking about the quiz? Because no one ever wants to be that person. Or does she say nothing and risk it being somewhere else where she didn't see it and then not do it and then lose credit for that? Right. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I had a class freshman year where the professor on the first day said turn to the person next to you and get their cell phone number and this is going to be your your class buddy who you text if you have any questions about homework which I thought was so smart so now I always do that (laughs) I love that I you can go through I still have some friends in my phone who next to their name it says like British lit or (laughs) whatever class we met in (laughs) which is really funny um so like, for example, I actually, I was creating a group me for the pre-law fraternity. What was I creating? Oh, I think it was an LSAT prep group me for the pre-law fraternity. And I had in my group me the president and then the former vice president's names. I had their names and then PAD, which stands for Phi Alpha Delta, PAD. And so I had it. But Were then people confused? <laughs> Well, so yeah, because I didn't realize that that contact was still going to be visible to everyone the way I set it up. So it wasn't going to be like their contact in somebody else's phone appears as it is in their phone, like iMessage. So my friend texted me and said, Catherine, why does it say pad next to our president's name in the group me? And I just didn't even realize because I forgot about it when we had met for the first time. I think two years ago, I had just, that's always how I put their name in my phone. So I knew, I always make sure I put that where I met the person when I'm just meeting that person in my phone. So I don't text the wrong person or anything like that. And that came back to haunt me a few weeks ago in a very funny way. It didn't really haunt me. It was just funny. (laughs) And so, (laughs) but I, I highly recommend it because then you can easily connect with people and make sure you always have a point person and you support that person for your class. I had a group presentation to give. I, I keep mentioning this because it's a great group, but I have a really awesome group of friends in my politics class. And we gave a presentation together and we now text each other basically for every assignment that we're completing on our own because we just established that group. And so now we go to each other for things. That's good. I miss that aspect of in-person classes, just like getting to know the kids sitting next to you. Because let's be honest, mm-hmm. once you have an in-person class, you're always sitting in the same seat. You're not moving. Um, it's just like yep. that unofficial rule. And so you make friends with the people that sit near you. And you can't do that when you're on Zoom. It's sad. Yes. I know. Well, I think, again, don't be afraid to chat someone on Zoom. I've done it before (laughs) (laughs) and said, hey, can we work together on this? And it works. It's fine. Just do it, people. Don't be afraid. (laughs) 
don't be afraid of the zoom chat button make sure you're privately i, I zoom chat you. frequently not yeah i i zoom chat about class material not anything not related don't don't distract people don't <laughs> use the chat for the incorrect purpose but <laughs> yeah i chat people just saying this would be a great question to bring up or whatever or what did the professor just say i missed it my wi-fi glitched anything you eat Pretend your Wi-Fi is glitching if you want to connect with someone in class. Say, hey, what did the professor just say? My <laughs> Wi-Fi glitched. Oh, by the way, do you want to study together or, you know, just work on this together? Whatever it is. If you're too nervous to flat out, just say, hey, can we work on this together? It's studying, guys. It's nothing too intense. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Here's our next question. What does time management look like with fewer classes? Oh, that's such a good question. And I'm honestly, I'm a little bad about it because I'm not taking a full course load this semester. <laughs> I'm one class short of a full basket and I probably haven't managed my time as well as I could. Like I always get everything done in advance of the deadline, but I could probably do it in less time than it takes me giving myself more free time to do whatever I want. Right. But I think it's really hard to motivate yourself when you have so much free time. It's like, oh, on Tuesdays for me, I only have one class and it's from 2.45 to 4. So in the morning, it's like, oh, I can do some math problems, but I don't really have to do a lot of work because I have all day until class. So I'd say like my, like the trick that I've been trying out recently is in my free time making little blocks so one hour for math homework one hour for my sustainable development uh write-up for the week and then just blocking out all of my free time in between my fewer classes than normal to help me stay structured and not go down a dark hole of tiktoks and music and non non-work stuff I entirely get that. I think so. I have a very heavy class schedule this semester, but in general, a good way to look at things is considering your free time as another thing on your to do list rather than all of the things that are on your to do list as something that's going to be put inside your free time. So <laughs> let me let me describe this better. I think a current visual that a lot of people have is I've got my week of free time and then I'm filling it in with things that I have to get done. I say reverse that mentality. So look at your week as a bunch of things that you have to get done and this is when I'm getting it done and where can I fit in those pockets of free time that are for myself or for me to socialize or do whatever it is that is not working. Where can I fit that in? So it's almost like you're saying to yourself regardless these are the times when i'm going to get x y and z done and then the rest is fitting in the free time so that way you're expecting of yourself already there's no question at 9 a.m on monday i will be getting my philosophy homework done and then moving from there structuring it out that way that helps me <laughs> i agree that's like that is 
That's good. I feel like I should be doing that. I'm just like trying to figure out what is the best way to do it so I'm not like feeling the stress of like having everything all structured. Like when you don't have a structure to doing homework, I feel like that's very healthy and natural. But then you can't go so far as to then procrastinate all of your work away. You need the happy yeah. medium. You do need a happy medium. Right now, I've got a lot of classes on my plate, so I'm <laughs> balancing a lot of things. But you're doing it so gracefully. Why, thank you. Gracefully <laughs> to the point of yawning a lot, like we're both doing on this call. <laughs> I know. Every time I'm not speaking, I'm like looking away, yawning, so the mic doesn't pick up my yawn. <laughs> Technically, we could post this in video form, but I feel like that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Had we talked about doing it beforehand, I 100% would have done this with video because that would have been really funny. Here's a very direct question. <laughs> Is college really going to be that hard? <laughs> well, that's definitely direct. <laughs> Do um, we make it sound hard? That's my we, question. We might be. I think I make <laughs> engineering sound a little bit worse than it is sometimes. So I, I will preface with that. Engineering, while albeit hard sometimes, and sometimes I feel like crying, is definitely worth it if you love it. Don't go into an engineering program because you think oh i kind of like science and being an engineer looks like it would be cool if you don't love it enough you're gonna hate college and then it's just not worth it so you have to in some part of you be insane enough to love engineering and love doing all of the work and then even when it's awful you can like get through it because you know how much you love it yeah, I'm going to just say it this way. College is definitely not hard if you love what you're studying. And that is the most important thing. So you do not, you should not go into college saying, I have to be this major if you're not passionate about it because you don't have to do anything. College is for you to decide what you love and what you want to do. And classes that you're passionate about, at least for me, have been so much fun. I get excited about doing the homework and reading the material. In classes that were more difficult that I had to take for a divisional requirement, those were the difficult ones because I didn't enjoy having to do the work as much as I did the classes that I was really passionate about. And I think a great way to kind of come full circle with that is I have a professor who, for the final project, we get to choose the topic. And he told us several times, I want you to be working on your final project and thinking to yourself, wow, I can't believe that I'm actually getting to do this for homework. That's how excited I want you to be about this topic that you choose, which I think is really great and representative of the fact that if you really enjoy what you're learning and what you're doing and you make that a commitment in college that you're going to choose classes and a major that you enjoy, then it's not going to be that hard. It's it's difficult in the sense that learning is hard and going to school is hard and being committed and sacrificing things that's hard to do well but in general you enjoy it and it's worth it to you in the end if you love it i think 
passion is definitely the right word because I remember last year when I was struggling with whether or not engineering was the right path for me. My advisor, my advisor said something that really resonated with me. He was like, passion is something that nobody can teach you. And I can tell that True. you're really passionate about what you want to study. All you need to do is figure out how to get there. And right. I took what he said to heart and I figured out the right path for me. And I'm so happy that I did. I'm so happy I didn't quit on engineering and switch into something else. So I think you just have to figure out what it is you're passionate about and figure out what path you need to take to get there. And then it's going to be worth it. It is. It's so true. Wise words from the advisor. <laughs> you're, you're Aristotle and Plato of how to become passionate in college. Yes, the engineering version of Aristotle. That's what it is. <laughs> here here this follows this is in line with what we were just talking about how to figure out what you want to major in business or engineering for instance when there are no class adjacent options in high school how do you really know what you're getting into Ooh, that that's a really good question. I can't speak to the business side because I have friends in the business school here and I have no idea how they knew that that's what they wanted to do when they had no exposure to it in high school. And I'm so proud of them for knowing that that's what they wanted when they had no experience. But for engineering, I think science was so important to me for so long. It was like the favorite class every year no matter what we were studying even when we studied chemistry and i loathe chemistry sometimes it's not my thing at all but i was still excited to go to that class because science just clicked with me kind of like math but science definitely more than math <laughs> and i'd say even if you don't have an engineering class if you're really interested in learning about what's going on in the world of engineering, if you get excited about going to science class, if the prospect of building something or learning about how to make something interests you, then maybe engineering is what you want to study. That would be my, my sage advice. Yeah, I completely agree. I'll also just put a plug in because I'm a student advisor for core classes. So... <laughs> At liberal arts colleges, if you go to a liberal arts college, I've talked about this before, you have to take core classes. And those are classes kind of in every department or whatever your school requires. But I'm a philosophy major, for example, and I had to take a biology class and an economics class. So you have to get experience in all different realms. And you normally have options within those fields. So with that, instead of saying, gosh, I guess I'll take this because it's at a time that works for me. If there's a class that you could really enjoy, that could you could be very passionate about later on and that could become your major, you should be using your core classes as an opportunity to test things out. So I was considering between politics and philosophy as my major back during my freshman year. So in the fall, I took philosophy. In the spring, I took American politics. I loved both classes, but those kind of gave me a general sense of what the department was gonna be like and that helped me choose what I wanted my major to be during sophomore year because then in sophomore fall, I was still conflicted and I took 
both a philosophy and a politics class. I took comparative politics and uh, upper level philosophy of emotions course. And I loved both of those classes, but between those two, it helped me understand with that experience what I really wanted to focus in on. And I could have absolutely taken classes like I could have taken a core class for example in sociology instead of instead of politics or philosophy because that would have maybe been better for my schedule or who knows whatever reason that could have been but being committed to core classes for the sake of understanding what you want to do later will help you get that quote unquote quote unquote experience or general understanding of what the field would be like as well when you're actually in college I completely agree. I think core classes are a really great way to figure out what it is you're interested in if you haven't figured that out yet, which is completely fine. You don't need to know what you want to study when you go off to college. I think something else that I looked into a lot when I was uh, like looking at colleges and applying was looking at programs or schools that had programs where it was like a merge between more than one major. So I know that Duke had a public policy and engineering program that I could have done that had Mm -hmm. a mix of the policy classes and the engineering and science, which is what I'm doing now at Cornell. And so looking for things like that also helped frame what it was that I was interested in. So if you can find a place where you can kind of merge the things that you like, that's amazing. Absolutely. Okay, well, this week we are doing short and sweet because it's midterms (laughs) and it's Catherine's rest day. (laughs) I know. Time to take a nap. (laughs) But I'm glad we got to answer some of your questions. So if you have more, just keep sending them in. Anything else that I'm missing? (laughs) I don't think so. This This was fun. I like answering the questions. It makes me feel connected. Yes, we will keep answering questions going forward. (laughs) okay well bye thank you thanks guys we'll see you next week